You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Sarah. And I'm Abby. Happy New Year's Eve. Today, we're going to reflect on 2019 and make goals for 2020. But before we get to that, let's catch up on life lately. Sarah, what is new with you? I've been so enjoying all of the opportunities my kids have to play with their friends independently. There's two ways that my kids have been doing this. One is in our neighborhood. We had a little boy move in who is HP's age, and both my kids and him will often see each other out in the yard and then just go play. And because we're next door, they can just go back and forth between the houses. Feels like a new level of parenting unlocked to have that happen. That's awesome. And then we also have a neighbor two doors up that is his age. And so it is just nice to have families nearby. And now that the kids are old enough where they can go to one house and then go back as opposed to needing to really coordinate and mm. have all that back and forth between the parents is nice. It's the dream. It is. The second way is after school. There's a lot of kids who stay and play on the playground at our kids' school. And I just really enjoy watching that interaction between kids without adult intervention. Obviously, if somebody gets hurt or if things are falling apart, there are adults that can step in. But I just think all of the social learning that happens from negotiating in a group setting the play is really important. And because this generation of kids have such structured lives, I feel like there are fewer and fewer opportunities for that to naturally happen. Mm -hmm. And I just feel really lucky that my kids are getting this in multiple ways. So cool. What's new with you? This may shock longtime listeners. I have been very anti-home purchase, but we bought a house. Coming at you live <laughs> from Abby's new abode. Yeah. Or not live, I guess. Coming at you. Coming at you from my new recording studio. <laughs> yeah. And we decided to do it because we looked at our rental options and we looked at buying and we looked at probably our future here. And it just made a lot of sense. We were privileged to be able to find something that worked for us, and we're here. It was not easy, the whole buying process, which I'll talk about a little bit more later, mm -hmm. but I'm really thankful that we were able to do it and that we are here and that while we live in Birmingham, we will not have to move again. Yes. We should definitely do an episode sometime this year about home ownership mm. and how you're feeling a few months in and how yeah. your thoughts have evolved since our original episode on housing back when you were adamantly in the pro-renter camp. It's a great idea. And congratulations on your purchase. Thank you. Now let's talk about what you've been reading, Sarah. I'm not going to share a book because I've been in moving hell. So <laughs> tell us about what you've been reading. I would say that this was my favorite book of the year. Whoa. I read it after we recorded our episode of the best books of 2019. So this is an addendum to that. It is called How to Be a Family by Dan Coyce. And I first heard of Dan from the podcast Mom and Dad Are Fighting, mm. which is Slate's parenting podcast. Mm -hmm. And I listened to that a lot right after E was born and just really enjoyed the banter between the co-hosts. It has since changed and both of the original co-hosts left. And I think Dan is now back. But Reading this book felt like I was catching up with old friends in the way that the podcast hosts you listen to on a regular basis feel like your friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was about his family leaving their home in Arlington and traveling the world for a year. They had four different destinations. The first was New Zealand, then the Netherlands, then Costa Rica, and then they came back to Hayes, Kansas. 
And the premise of it was trying to learn from other cultures around the world how to be a better and happier parent. Mm. So it was highlighting both the interactions within his family, but then also researching parenting culture in each of those places and picking out the best pieces and trying to apply them to his family. So it was almost like this experiment on top of a travel adventure. Cool. I think it's really hard to do a memoir right. Mm. And he did. It was funny. I laughed aloud multiple times. And he was very self-aware of his privilege and able to look clear-eyed at what he was doing and also how that was just this tiny piece of a much bigger picture. So cool. I've always thought that it would be fun to do an adventure like this. Neil does not think so. (laughs) (laughs) I also appreciated how honest he was about the hard parts, that really wherever you go, there you are, still with your family, with all of your faults and all of the challenges and all of the irritants, often magnified in this environment where really what you have is each other when you're moving so often. Hmm. Just a great read. I highly recommend it. I love that. I'll put it on my list for sure. So for our episode today, we're going to start by looking back on 2019. Sarah, how would you describe 2019 overall? Not great. Pretty terrible. Goodbye, 2019. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. (laughs) Let me list the ways that you were awful. I was diagnosed with cancer. And on top of that, there were multiple people in my family and in my close circle of friends that were also facing serious health challenges. I have good friends going through very hard things. Neil was doing the work of two or three jobs for almost the entirety of the year, not by choice. Like I said, it was awful. But even when I list off all of those things, the year itself didn't feel awful. It was like these horrible things were happening to me and they kept happening. But in spite of that, there was a lot of good and a lot of moments that I was able to enjoy, even with the mess that was raining down upon us nonstop. I have great family, great friends. I started a job that I really love. I feel like we're moving towards a good balance between work and home and figuring out this new stage of our lives. Or at the very least, I can see us finding that good balance (laughs) feels within reach. It's been one of those years where I'm just sitting with both the good and the bad, and they both feel very present. That has been how my year was as well. Mm -hmm. Aside from Pepper's birth, which was really beautiful and empowering, There was so much that was hard about it. I had a really complicated, stressful end of pregnancy, had a postpartum mood disorder. Now we've moved away from the home and community that we love. And our most recent experience was a really awful month and a half trying to buy our house where we struggled with our mortgage company and then ended up not being able to close when we thought we were going to. And so then we were in a hotel for a while and then we rented the house that we were eventually able to buy, but then we had to board our cats. And you didn't have your stuff. And then our stuff didn't show up. So it was a lot. But like you said, there were some really sweet and wonderful things that happened mixed in with all of the garbage. I did some writing work that I'm really proud of this year. I am so rich in friendship and people who care for me. And my kids are really wonderful. So... Goodbye, 2019. We will not miss you. (laughs) Not at all. 
So you and I each have picked a word. Let's reflect on our words that we chose for 2019. I chose the word next. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. When I think about the Sarah who was coming up with plans and dreams for 2019 before the year started, I'm just shrugging my shoulders. Bless her heart. (laughs) Indeed. In the actual 2019, thinking about how to embody an idea or ideal into my everyday life was pretty far down on my list of priorities and is not something I reflected on. Maybe at all, except for when we did our reflection podcast partway through the year. (laughs) I thought of the word in terms of trying to figure out what's next now that I had kids leaving the preschool years and entering this new phase, but so much of the year really just felt like survival, both literally and figuratively. Mm. I'm just glad we made it through and that there is a next ahead. How well did you embody your word this last year? (laughs) My word was graciousness, and I think it was a good word to pick, but let's just say this is still a growth area for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much of what you have said has resonated about just surviving and getting through things, and I think that I knew that going from one to two children was going to be hard, and that graciousness would help with that. But because it was so hard, and then It was in the context of these other things like mental health challenges and a really big cross-country move that there just wasn't a whole lot of space to do that kind of self-reflection. Yep. So we've touched on this some already, but what are you happy to leave behind, Sarah? I am happy to leave cancer behind. Mm. Though I keep trying to wrap it up in a bow and say that I'm done with it. And sometimes it feels like it, or at least that I can trick myself into believing that it's true. But other times it feels like it will never be done. Yeah. I feel like I'm supposed to feel really grateful to be alive and that I didn't need chemo or radiation. And I am grateful, but it was still so much. And I think with having young kids too, it was hard to process it in the moment. It just felt like I was doing what I had to to get through and that there's a lot left to work through. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that feels silly. Like, I'm cancer free. I should be moving on. And... My body's permanently changed. I'll be on hormone therapy for years, and there are still a lot of unknowns ahead. I want to leave it behind, and I do think I'm leaving a lot of that behind. I hope I do not have cancer in 2020, Mm -hmm. but I'm not sure that I can in the way that I want to. I keep thinking that 2020, if we can just get through this shit year that is 2019, I'll be home free, but... The reality is that there really isn't a clear-cut line like that. Yeah. And I don't think it's silly or inappropriate that it is hard to work through. It's so much. Thanks, friend. What are you happy to leave behind? I'm happy to leave behind moving. Planning to never move again, like I said, at least as long (laughs) as we're in Birmingham. Planning to never buy a house with the mortgage company we used again either. So that's good. (laughs) Planning to never have a postpartum mood disorder again, Mm -hmm. since we're not planning on having any more children. So I won't be as postpartum as I was this year ever again. Thank goodness. (laughs) Also, I haven't mentioned this, but Pepper is not the best sleeper. Mm. And so we are hoping to leave that behind in 2019 by night weaning and doing some intensive sleep training at the beginning of 2020. (laughs) 
I feel you on that one as somebody <laughs> with children who did not sleep well for a long time and sometimes to this day. <laughs> it's really rough. It is. What are you hoping to carry forward from 2019? I feel like it sounds really cheesy, but the love and gratitude I have for my family and friends and Neil. All along, I have said I did not need to have cancer in order to feel grateful for my life. Mm -hmm. I felt plenty grateful for what I had. Thank you very much. I could have passed on this growth opportunity. Yep. But I am grateful when you go through something hard and you have people who are supporting you. I really appreciate everyone. And I want to keep that gratitude in the forefront of my mind moving into the new year. That's exactly what I want to carry forward too. That feeling of being loved and watched over and lifted up by my community, especially now that we are far away and are building a new community here. I feel so lucky that we are in this age of technology that we can keep these connections with people. Mm -hmm. That's something really awesome. And like you said, I think that I knew before how great it was, Mm -hmm. but nothing like a pile of garbage to make you realize how good the good things in your life are. Yes, exactly that. Let's look back a little bit on how we spent our time this past year. What was the best thing you spent your time on? I would say reading with my kids. There were so many days where it was hard to have the energy to truly connect with my kids because I was dealing with so much myself. But reading was always there for us to come back to. It was really a touchstone for me and my kids. Mm. I hope that when they grow up, they'll have really fond memories of us reading together. And even if they don't, I know that it's something that I'll never forget about being their parent. I love it. What was the best thing you spent your time on? It was connecting with friends super intentionally as we prepared to move. I did so many lunches and drinks and special mom dates Mm -hmm. with friends because I knew that the time for that was limited Mm -hmm. and it wasn't always convenient. And I got a lot of support from Plum School and from Andrew to make it happen, but it was totally worth it. On the flip side, what was your biggest time waster? Watching Dance Moms, definitely. (laughs) Okay, so tell a little about that show, just for people who may not know about it. It's horrible. It's awful. Don't watch it, is what I can tell you. (laughs) It's about a dance teacher in Pittsburgh and her students, but she is horribly mean, damaging the psyche of many children. Oh, no. The parents are cutthroat and awful. There's a lot of yelling and screaming. And I just keep thinking, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe it. But I can't look away. But then I feel really guilty that I'm watching it because I feel like I'm supporting the entire enterprise that makes this happen because I'm sure so much of it just is for show. But then there's children being a part of this. And it's not great. But I have watched a lot of episodes. So if one wanted to watch it, despite your suggestion to not, how would one do so? (laughs) On Lifetime.com. Oh, no. Almost all the episodes are available. That tells you everything you needed to know, doesn't it? Moving on. What was your biggest time waster? I have become addicted to a phone game called Merge Dragons. Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've talked about my love of Candy Crush in the past, Mm -hmm. but this is just as bad, if not worse. It's basically dragons, and you make them do stuff, and you hatch them out of eggs. (laughs) It's something that I can do for hours, 
And I think that I used it kind of as a numbing tool Mm -hmm. in the way that other people would use drugs or alcohol. Which this seems preferable. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's good for my eyesight. I sometimes get a hand cramp. Like from holding my phone. How did you even hear about it? I think that it was advertised on Instagram or something. It's Mm. not good. Sneaky Instagram. (laughs) But anyway, I just don't even know why I like it so much. Mm -hmm. But there it is. Can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for us to look ahead to 2020. What is coming up for you this year, Sarah? The biggest event that I can foresee, which, as is now clear to me, there are very few things I can foresee, Mm -hmm. but E will be starting kindergarten in the fall. Yay! She did full-time school spring semester last year, but then we switched her back to half day for her last year of preschool, and that's been great. I felt like I've had more energy to give. I've really enjoyed our afternoons together. I think it's just the right fit for her, Mm -hmm. but... I also am looking forward to that transition when she goes back to being in school full time. And I think there'll be more space for our family as a whole to find a better balance. It's felt like we've been dropping a lot of balls this fall. We're making it through, but I am hopeful that things will even out when there's just a little bit more space in the schedule. Nice. I think she's also ready for it and will really love the classroom she's going into and will thrive. So I think it will be a positive all around. Sounds like it. What about for you? As I already mentioned, we're planning to Nightwing Pepper, which I hope will be successful and will lead to much more sleep for everyone. Mm-hmm. We are looking into new schools for both Plum and hopefully Pepper can go in the fall mm-hmm. a couple mornings a week, which will be awesome to give me some space to get work done and to do self-care type stuff. Related to that, I'm hopeful that there may be some new work opportunities for me here in Birmingham. Can't wait to see how that unfolds. Thanks. Tell me about the word you chose for 2020. I had a really hard time thinking of a word. I landed on prioritize, but I feel like it sounds almost more clinical than I mean it, Mm. because when I think of prioritize, I often think of work Mm -hmm. as opposed to home life. I contemplated some cheesier options like make the memories. (laughs) So if you can merge those two together, that's what I'm really going for. Uh Uh-huh. Love it. I know how to be the parent and the friend and the partner I want to be, but the pull to do the easy thing, like turn on Dance Moms, Mm. is strong. Yes. Even when I know I enjoy doing the thing that requires more effort. And that you'll feel better after you do the harder thing. Yes. Why is it so hard? Why? I mean, the same reason that it's easier to eat Cheetos than it is to chop up vegetables for a giant salad, even if the salad is what I actually want to eat. Yeah. So some of the things that I'm thinking about that I want to put the effort into are I want to play more card and board games with my Mm. kids and Mm -hmm. my spouse. I want to read more chapter books with HP. I want to plan out more of our weekends to include fun adventures. It used to feel like survival, but we've been out of the survival mode for a while now, and I don't think our schedule has quite shifted to accommodate that Hmm. in terms of my kids' ages. In terms of my life, I don't know. I was going to (laughs) say, given what we just talked about about 2019, there is a lot of survival that needed to happen, too. Yes, and I'm not looking back with a lot of judgment about past Sarah. I offer her a lot of grace. Oh, good. But moving into the new year, these are things that I'd like to make happen. I want to invite more friends over and have more gatherings. And all of those things take effort. And Mm -hmm. I really want to prioritize that effort in order to create a more fulfilling life. I love that. What word did you choose for this year? 
I chose connect, Mm -hmm. but really the things you're talking about are a lot of the same things that I want to do. I want to connect with myself even when it's hard and I don't want to. Mm -hmm. I want to connect with my family even when it's hard and I don't want to. I want to connect to our new community and really do the work to make it a place that we enjoy living and feel like we have our people here. It will feel easier to play Merge Dragons mm-hmm. and ignore my kids while they play independently. So here's to doing what I can to choose to connect instead. Yep. You've touched on some of these things already, Sarah, but are there other challenges you foresee? Besides just doing the thing that I know <laughs> is the right thing, I think it's also hard being an introvert to prioritize spending that time with friends and family and my kids and my spouse and taking the time for myself that I need. Mm -hmm. And I think I can often use being an introvert as a crutch Mm. and justify, oh, well, I'm just going to go read by myself or I'm just going to go watch this. I just need to be alone because I'm an introvert when really I would be fulfilled and happy doing the other thing. It's just that it's easier. So wanting to be aware of that and be honest with myself about what I really need. That's my hardest thing right now, too. Like I said, it's so much easier for me to zone out, check out, numb out, than to make the effort to connect with possible friends, friends I have already, my family, myself especially. Most of that work feels like a lot mentally and emotionally, and I'm just kind of in a rough spot with it. Mm -hmm. My hope is that as we get things a little more settled physically, the other stuff will feel less hard. May it be true. Do you have other specific goals for the year? I do have a few. I didn't mention this in the reading episode that we did, but I really want to try and do a reading challenge for the first time. Mm. Which one are you going to try? I looked at the Modern Mrs. Darcy one, Mm -hmm. but it felt almost too easy to achieve. I think there were only 10 books on it, and it's something that I think just in my normal reading life, I would have checked all those boxes. Yeah. So I also looked at the Reading Women one, Mm -hmm. and they're another podcast for people who don't know, and they put out this reading challenge every year. And theirs felt almost a little too intense. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think there were 24 options on there, and lots of them are books that I wouldn't normally pick up. Mm -hmm. So I might browse the interwebs to see if I can find one that's kind of right in the middle. So the Read Harder challenge is one that Mm. several friends of the podcast have done several years. Okay. And so that might be a nice happy medium, though I don't know that it is easy. I mean, it's called Read Harder. So, (laughs) Well, I will look through these options before January 1st and choose one. But I'm hoping that it will, as the name implies, challenge me a little bit more in my reading life. I like that. The other main goal I have is to get back in some habits that I've had at various times and they wax and wane and just trying to find a better rhythm with that. And that includes meditating and figuring out some kind of fitness that works for me, whether that's walking, swimming, lifting weights, but trying to figure out something I can do consistently. What specific goals do you have in mind for 2020? I would also love a regular meditation practice. I think that it would help me so much with my parenting. Mm -hmm. I will confess that I bought a meditation series that I tried. Good first step. I did the first three days and then everything exploded with our move. So yes, I'm not sure why I thought now was the time to start, but I did think it would help. Mm -hmm. 
I did think things are going to be really wild and out of control and it would really help me to have this grounding practice that I've committed to. Absolutely. It came recommended by a friend of the podcast and I have not done it at all. Meditation is the number one example I have of something I know makes me a better parent, human, partner, friend. What I'm asking of myself is only 10 minutes a day. Right. And yet it is hard to make it happen. Yes. Not sure what to do with that. Me neither. Besides make myself make it happen. Yeah. I would also love to find a yoga class to take Mm. and maybe one to teach. Nice. We will wrap up our reflection on 2019 with a lightning round. First, favorite movie. I did not watch very many movies, like maybe two. (laughs) (laughs) But of those two movies I watched, I liked La La Land the best, which I know, I know, I'm years behind the times, (laughs) but it was very enjoyable. What about for you? My favorite was To All the Boys I've Loved Before, which we talked about in an earlier episode of the podcast. Love that one. Favorite TV show? Mine is your favorite TV show from last year, Mm. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, very nice. And I just saw season three is out now on Amazon Prime. So looking forward to continuing that story. What about for you? My favorite TV show is Fleabag. Favorite purchase? Electric assist for our cargo bike. For sure. Life-changing. Mine was my Kindle. Also (laughs) life-changing. Favorite secondhand win? We got... Some hand-me-downs from a friend, including two pairs of warm, waterproof mittens that fit E. Awesome. Essential for the wintertime. I got an amazing plaid children's bathrobe that was actually new, but I got it from our Buy Nothing group. And Plum looks so cute in it. So cozy. Favorite milestone? HP's reading really taking off. It is such a joy to watch him reading on his own, wanting to wake up and read, wanting to stay up in bed and read. Love it. Just warms my heart. My favorite was giving birth. Even though I didn't love the actual process of giving birth, I love not being pregnant anymore. (laughs) Favorite food? All the carbs. Yep. We pretty much lived on creamy cheese, as my kids call it, and bread this summer. And I am not sad about it. Had cheese and crackers for breakfast this morning. Yum. Planning to carry this with me into 2020. (laughs) My favorite are the butter toffee pretzels from Trader Joe's. These are a seasonal item. Mm -hmm. I've bought approximately 12 bags and eaten them all almost on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, thank you for joining us for this reflection on 2019 and look toward 2020. We would love to hear from you how you did on the words that you chose or just a general reflection on how your 2019s were. Hopefully they were better than ours. Mm -hmm. But either way, I know we are all so glad to be moving forward. (laughs) We'll finish now by talking about what we've been eating. I'm going to share a drink, which is a hot toddy. We make these very simply with hot water, lemon juice, honey, and bourbon. You can make them without the bourbon, but the bourbon is a really nice extra kick. Very warming for this time of year. I have just been really feeling the cozy drink. Mm -hmm. And I'm also associating these with a friend in North Carolina because that was one of the last things we did together was had hot toddies. It's nice when food has those kind of memories attached to them. Yes, I love that. What have you been eating, Sarah? 
We've been eating a lot of salmon, courtesy of the Instant Pot. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to hear about this. I've always struggled to cook fish mm. and to know when it was done. But once I use the Instant Pot, it's become much simpler. You put a cup of water in the bottom. You put the rack that fits into the bottom of the Instant Pot. Mm -hmm. The salmon goes on top. You can adjust it based on how big your filet is. Mm -hmm. I've been cooking either one or two fairly large ones and setting it to five minutes mm. and then doing instant release when it's done rather than the natural pressure release. Yes. And it's been perfect. My kids both love it. Mm. So it's nice that the whole family enjoys it. And it's so fast and easy Yeah, that if we have it, it feels like dinner is put together in minutes. I still haven't quite mastered seasoning the salmon in the perfect way. I've bought some pre-marinated mm. when they were on sale from the store, and those were delicious. So I'm still working on that. If listeners have suggestions on excellent fish marinades, mm. let me know. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It has been great talking with you, Abby, and with all of you listeners. Thank you to everyone for supporting us this past year. We appreciate you sticking with us, even when we took a break over the summer, and all the virtual encouragement we've received from listeners as we've made our way through the year that was 2019. One way you can support the show is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Those ratings, and reviews especially, warm our hearts and make it easier for other people to find friendlier. And if you'd like to join in the conversation or offer suggestions for future topics, you can find us online at friendlierpodcast.com, on Instagram at friendlierpodcast, or you can email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Good thing you're telling me about my life, Sarah. You're welcome. <laughs> I've got you. <laughs> I said bye. <laughs> okay. I thought you said hi to somebody. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> I'll just cut that. Just start over, friend. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is Dance Moms actually life-giving as an introvert? No. Nope. Because you're alone? No. Nope. No, it's not. That I can't and, stop. And Merge Dragons isn't <laughs> life-giving for anybody. But here we are. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll eat more cheese. <laughs>